Just before we get started, do you have a business or maybe a staff event coming up, either virtually or in person? Well, why not drop the organiser a line and suggest me as one of the speakers? Go to pennyhaslam.co.uk to find out more. You're listening to the Penny Haslam podcast. This time, oh my goodness, imagine being a leader who's vulnerable. Oh, heaven forfend. You need to talk about your own imposter syndrome, feelings of, and you need to share that with the group. You're not Teflon all of the time. There's a lot of chat at the moment about imposter syndrome. I mean, you can't jump on LinkedIn without seeing an article posted about imposter syndrome these days, can you? It seems that everyone's talking about it. Everyone's got it. We're all wrestling with it. It's all a bit challenging. And it's about time, actually. (laughs) So you didn't think I was going to go there with that, did you? You thought I was going to go all like, oh, it's just a load of rubbish. No, it's not. As a, a survivor of imposter syndrome... I can tell you it's horrendous and the fact that we're all beginning to notice it more or even know the term is really encouraging. Um, When I had it really badly and everyone gets it from time to time when they push themselves perhaps, when they know they're doing something new, they kind of feel a bit unsure of themselves, that's okay. But if if you're in a situation where it's lasted a little bit too long, maybe all your life, (laughs) that's not good, or uh, has persisted, throughout the learning curve of a new job perhaps or a new role that you found yourself in. Maybe you found yourself, you just suddenly found yourself as a parent. That can trigger imposter syndrome. Caring for older parents, you know, new new circumstances essentially. But quite often it's applied to thinking about the workplace. Um, so imposter syndrome is a bugger if you can't get rid of it. It really hung around for me when I first started what was probably my first most important job. Before I'd been doing lots of admin-y sort of running around jobs. So I'd been doing doing jobs, um, if that makes sense. Uh, Operational jobs, I suppose. Technical uh, operational jobs um, where I had a a thing that I finished at the end of the day and that was great or the end of the week or the month and that was kind of secure making it was good so I then moved into a job um, which it was creative but it was also quite big profile as well I was a producer on Radio 4 now if you've ever listened to Radio 4 you'll know at the end of the show the end of the program they say who the presenter was that was presented by and who the producer was and the presenter was and the producer was Penny Haslam, which is a great thing to hear, I have to say, is it's like, hmm, I I made that Uh, with a team that never gets really mentioned. But with a team, I made that. But it is obviously quite high profile, a lot of responsibility. So there we go. A new circumstance, new job. The imposter syndrome I felt was, oh, I honestly had a physical. So, okay, so let me describe you describe to you what I experienced as is imposter. So let me describe to you what I felt was imposter syndrome. For those of you who've never had it, and frankly, I'm jealous, but for those of you who may have experienced it or are experiencing it, maybe some of what I'll say resonates with what the hell it is. So I physically felt like 
I was in some sort of undercover investigation where I was going to get found out. I kind of had an adrenaline about me, which was uncertain. I was uncertain of myself, but I also felt that other people were certain of themselves and they knew that I didn't have the right qualifications or the right credentials or skills or experience to be doing the job I was doing. And that any point through the day, at any day in the week, they, I don't know who they were, but they would come and point at me and find me out and call me out for being an imposter, a fraud. And I would be escorted out of the building and that would be it they would come and find me. So there was a physical feeling around it as well. Mentally, you're thinking a lot about it. You're trying to get out from under maybe a critical judgy voice that's going alongside your imposter syndrome feeling. You're maybe looking at other people and thinking, oh, they're doing so well. Why can't I do that? So you get a bit of comparisonitis going on as well. Or, oh, I don't know how to do that. I'll never know because I'm rubbish, you know, and you're kind of going down that road. It's very rare to be able to go, hmm, I've got imposter syndrome. Two scientists, social scientists in 1979 came up with the term. Pauline Inns and Rosemary Clance. They recognised in their students imposter syndrome. And the thing that really spoke to me when I sort of found out more about this was the concept of, wait for it, pluralistic ignorance. That's when everyone's got it, but no one knows everyone else has got it. And so you feel really alone. So you think everyone else is there because they're valid, valued, they've got qualifications, experience, but you're not, you're not. That's what you'd say. But the minute you begin to speak about it with others and acknowledge it, the minute it lifts and lightens. So it's great that there are more articles on LinkedIn or more videos or podcasts, maybe, talking about it. But if you're in a position of leading a team, you need to air this. You need to talk about your own imposter syndrome, feelings of, And you need to share that with the group. Oh, my goodness. Imagine being a leader who's vulnerable. Oh, heaven forfend. Get on with it. Yeah. Just be a little bit more human. If you are a leader of a big, you know, bigger, higher, you've got direct reports to you who have hundreds of people underneath them. Again, you need to get on with it and talk about it and ask them about how they're feeling. Because I tell you what, it's very difficult to pipe up about it because ultimately you feel like you're the one judging yourself and you're the one saying, do you know what? I'm not up for this job. I can't do this job. So um, I'm now leaving it at your feet to decide whether I can do that. And you may agree with me. You may think I can't do this job, so I'm out. So you put yourself in a position of not being able to talk about it. So it is absolutely on the shoulders of strong leaderly colleagues, line managers, leaders, chief executives, directors of whatever you call yourselves to be a little bit more human about this and acknowledge that you're not Teflon all of the time and that will really help people and it will really help people understand themselves and therefore they will do better work for you they will be more loyal they will be more engaged they will feel more confident and more comfortable about how they're feeling about things and can honestly say things like, well, do you know what? I do know what I'm doing over here, but this bit, 
I'm feeling a bit unsure. So let's talk it through. Can I learn anything? Can I train on anything? Can I develop? Can I follow anyone else around? Can I le- How can I learn more? How can I do better? Thankfully, finally, I managed to shake off my imposter syndrome. Whew, that was a relief. Took a lot of work, but the minute I acknowledged it, the minute someone helped me with it, a mate of mine called it out and went, I think you've got imposter syndrome. It just all made sense. And I was able to get out from under it and I had some more headspace for enjoying myself and encouraging myself and being more successful at work and thinking about my future and the ambition that I had. So yeah, imposter syndrome is like a spanner in the works for progress. So get it out there. Let's have a look at it. Talk about it. My third book is coming out in 2024. It's all about confidence at work and in life. And as you'd expect from me, there are lots of stories and ideas to help you build confidence, whether it's for yourself or for others. It might be colleagues, teammates, friends and family. Head to pennyhaslam.co.uk slash confidence dash book.